headphones on. Good. Recording started. Are you in the mood for fun today, Sam? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm in the mood to lock myself inside. <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing preps you for a funny podcast quite like coronavirus. No. And it, <laughs> although this week we have a wonderfully ironic topic. Uh, which is movement, which considering <laughs> most of our listeners' countries are in lockdown, it's something of a, yeah. a podcast of wishful thinking today. <laughs> a lot of podcasts, aren't there, at the moment about coronavirus? Yes, there are. God, I bet there's a lot of people with not no, <laughs> no fuck all about it who are um, airing their views. <laughs> well, this is a podcast where two people who know fuck all about history air theirs. So <laughs> air their views, yes. <laughs> people in glass houses. <laughs> Should not leave them. (laughs) Hello and welcome to That Was Genius, the little history podcast in which two men locked in their rooms, (laughs) that's made a change, discuss history stories on a topic each week. The topic is decided the week in advance, but everything else that happens is a surprise. And the theme this week is movement. Yeah, so this week it's all about movement. How have you found your research this? In fact, how has your week been generally with all your self-isolation? Oh, I have been... I have self-isolated myself so hard. I've been self-isolating three, sometimes four times a day. Uh, Yeah. How do you keep keep your spunk when you're self-isolating that much? Well... (laughs) Your verve. Your je ne sais quoi. Well, the trick is to, uh, to to mix it up a little bit. Uh, you self-isolate in different rooms. You uh, sometimes different you positions. Yeah, sometimes you try and self-isolate just for for a little bit of time. You know, maybe whilst the kettle's boiling. And uh, sometimes you you make right. a bit of a marathon. You try and do you know you self-isolate all the way Slow through. And steady. Yeah, all the way through Godfather's one and two. So right. <laughs> Right, so you you will safe, self-isolate through a film like that. What about some, another yeah. long film like Sound, uh, of, know, Schindler's sound List. of Music? Can you yeah. Se- oh. Can you self-isolate to Schindler's List? I'll, I'll give anything a go, Tom. I'll give anything a go. <laughs> Boy in a striped pyjamas? <laughs> yes, I hard mean, I might have to... self-isolate <laughs> yourself to that, isn't it? It is hard to... Well, as I say, I like a challenge, and uh, I might have to leave the room and self-isolate somewhere else for a few minutes, but we'll we'll find a way. How about you, Tom? How's your self-isolation going? Oh, yeah, very, yeah it's good, good. Oh, I, I haven't been completely self-isolating when I, I uh, am going out for walks, etc. And um, I actually had an encounter with a famous person this week, Sam. Did you? Yeah, I was, was it walking God? through our village. <laughs> Did you have a word? <laughs> What are you doing up there? Why have you given us 80 years of really niceness and then thrown in the coronavirus? Um, No, I was walking through our village um, with my family and coming towards us was, now prepare yourself for this, Sam, Ringo Starr. Oh, fuck off. Really? Ringo Starr, yeah. And I noticed my wife and I said, that's bloody Ringo Starr. And he obviously heard me because when he got closer, he said, are you that Tom chap from uh, That Was Genius? I love your podcast. It's so informative and amusing. Did he? In fact, That's an... one of your episodes inspired me to write a song. Uh, those were his very words. Were they? So. Were they in that accent? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he was putting on a weird voice. <laughs> I don't know. Hello, my name is Ringo <laughs> Starr. <laughs> anyway... Anyway, he passed me a cassette, Sam, one of those like, old good, 90s good, ones, good, good. with a recording of his new song that he's written for us. Would you like to hear it, Sam? Tom, there's nothing in this world that I would like more. <laughs> and and you feel free to join in as well if you, if you sort of know the tune. Is this how bored you've been this week? 
this is what I do on long journeys to get a fridge from <laughs> from my parents. Wow, that is that is quite the odyssey. Homer, eat your let, heart let out. Pre- let me pre- let me press play. Click. Okay. I'd like to be in an orchard tree in a little hideaway amongst the leaves. Boom, boom, boom. boom. I'd be there, boom, boom. eating a stolen pear, boom, boom. looking for something to pinch for tea. Boom, 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 boom. Then someone shouts very aggressively. Who the fuck is that sitting up there? <laughs> oh, oh, I just remembered where this is going. Right. I'd like to be <laughs> up in a tree in Prior Puss's <laughs> garden in the shade. <laughs> With an angry throb, he points his oversized knob towards my little hideaway amongst the leaves. Join in, Sam. A randy gnome oh, with a very threatening tone oh, in Briar Puss's <laughs> garden being abused. You think I've only done a few verses, Sam. Oh, good. There's more. <laughs> He'll swear and stomp around because he wants our asses to pound. All together now, I'd like to be up in a tree in, in Briar, Briar Puss's, Puss's garden, garden being abused. abused. <laughs> ah, I'd like to be... Christ. <laughs> It was a long journey. So happy in a tree, <laughs> laughing at this Randy Monty Don. Oh god, it, it, it drizzled. It it it, it, Fizz, it, it out. It fizzled out, it, didn't it? It fizzles, it, fizzle, fizzles out. Fizzles out. Do you know what album that's from, Tom? Um, Sergeant Pepper's Ruined Ass Club Band is the. Uh... <laughs> I thought that was a genuine quiz question, uh, but you. <laughs> no, it's not. Just, it's on Abbey Road. It's up Back Alley Road. Yep. <laughs> For people listening to this, by the way, by the time it makes a cut. I did the full song for Sam. Sam's cut. Sam's cut it down to the first verse. <laughs> if if that. <laughs> yes, he, if that. If that. I did the full. I did the full album. Yeah, <laughs> I did Abbey Road. <laughs> so that's what I wrote on um, on a long journey uh, to my parents' house to pick up. It wasn't actually a fridge. It was a washing machine because I didn't want to go to any laundrettes wow. where I might be exposed to common people who have horrible viruses. Do you know what, Tom? The only thing that could have made that six-minute interlude more interesting was replacing <laughs> the white goods appliance at the end. Wow. That's, uh, that's quite something. <laughs> oh, really, you really you've painted a picture. <laughs> and... Uh, did I? Thank you very much. It's a big picture. <laughs> Huge. Great big picture with not much on it. Um, <laughs> and it's movement week, fittingly, considering you've been on a long journey, getting it vaguely on topic for the week. <laughs> yes, yes. And how was... So you you struggled to find anything amusing for this topic, I did struggle you? to find anything particularly funny, yes. I, I've got nothing rude. I've got, I found a really good story. But, <laughs> the way you, but I struggled. The way you associate funny with rude. There are a, a lot of Google anything. searches for <laughs> rudest exodus. I didn't find anything funny. There was nothing rude because only rude things are funny. Yes, oh, <laughs> literally only rude things. I, I did briefly consider uh, replacing movement with motion as a theme and then doing bowel habits, but but no, right. no, nothing, nothing, uh, nothing came of it. So. <laughs> It was so childish. Um, <laughs> Actually, I didn't do any of that. I was yeah, just pulling your leg. I'm pulling your leg. I, I briefly looked. I, I was hoping to go down the route of looking at the etymology of phrases related to dance. Um, um, and that's not history. I hear you scream. That's linguistics. Well, anyway, it doesn't matter because there weren't many good examples. 
Um, the only half-decent one was All Singing and All Dancing, which comes from um, the 1929 film Broadway Melody, which was the top-grossing film of 1929 and winner of an Oscar for Best Picture that year, although apparently it's quite shit. Well, it was 1929, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, films were shit back then. Um, and on the poster of the movie, there was the phrase All Talking, All Singing, All Dancing, because it was supposed supposedly it was the first full-on musical. 300% film. <laughs> It's got something like 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's not, uh, you know, not the greatest. It hasn't stood the test of time very well. Fair enough. I, I looked into dance a little bit as well, and then uh, decided not to, which is lucky. Because I have. You have, yes. Yes, I have. Right, what are we going to toss that's movie, mov- movement-y? Um, well, mm, that's a good... Uh, ooh, what should we toss or wiggle? I'm looking around. Our house is very empty at the moment. We're back in... In the UK, we're in Cambridgeshire, and our belongings haven't arrived, so we haven't really got much around. No, they. Um, um, hmm. I've got a pair of socks. I've been out in the garden with the boys, doing a bit of gardening today. Ooh, this morning, what a treat! And I've got one of my garden socks here. Oh, a, a delicious sitting on the sock radiator. Full of snails. Yes, a sock full of snails. Beautiful. <laughs> which was which was um, almost the name of Abbey Road, but they <laughs> um, they decided to go for Abbey yeah. Road instead of a sock full of snails. The unreleased album. Yes. Um. So, would you like which, which side? Would you like if I flip? Oh, I'd like the particularly muddy, sweaty bottom side of Tom's sock full of snails. <laughs> sock full of snails. Okay. So, <laughs> so, Tom's sock full of snails sounds very much like a local radio feature. Wales, <laughs> like a local gardener, like a local gardener's question time type thing. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> and Mr. Forbes has been writing in and he asks why can't I make parsnips that look like thingamajigs and, uh, and I always say to him well it's just luck if it looks like a thingamajig and it's very lucky if it looks like mine arr 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 cider 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 uh, next week we'll be discussing dandelions and can you shove them up your urethra <laughs> I don't like I'm not sure I like dandelions I like I like my lions completely masculine now right it's, now it's traffic um, and travel throw the sack <laughs> There it is, and that landed on one side of the sock. Excellent. <laughs> Which has not got us any further. You than we go first. <laughs> Two minutes first. Okay, I'll go first. Yes, so I am talking about dance, as Sam's highlighted. You're um, quite the mover, aren't you, Tom? I am a mover and a shaker, as anyone who's seen me on a dance floor knows. There's a great God, picture of us moves. on social media, uh, jiving whilst dressed in 1970s clothes. Yes, that we start. <laughs> We stole from a friend who thought he was cool. <laughs> we had a friend, right, pal, who sort of spoke like this, like, pal, all right. And he used to listen to Led Zeppelin, and he said, Led Zeppelin, a brilliant pal, a brilliant Led Zeppelin. And so when he would go out of his student accommodation and leave his door unlocked, we would break in. Well, not really break in, he had it unlocked, but we'd, we would go into his room and we would steal all his old op shop clothes that were rather ill-fitting and sweaty because he never washed them. They were certainly more um, ill-fitting and sweaty after we <laughs> after we wore them. <laughs> yes, we went for a night out to a to an indie bar. An indie bar, we, an indie we did. Bar in Birmingham. Went to an indie bar, um, and we danced to Oasis. And yeah, we, we didn't. You don't dance. You appreciate indie music, don't you, Sam? You sort of just nod. You, well, yes, you do. Yes. Um. So no, yeah. I've got, I've got, and the other thing that's really interesting, Sam, is I've never been taught how to dance. It's totally natural. I, you can't um, tell. Just. Just rhythm just flows through me. Um, <laughs> Something flows through you. <laughs> anyway, so I'm talking about a dance this week, a naughty and frivolous dance, a rude dance with things like body contact. Oh, hello. 
Is it disgusting? Cap- is it capoeira? <laughs> That's that stupid Brazilian martial art, isn't yes. it? <laughs> yeah. No, no. This is a disgusting, disgusting dance with body contact. I couldn't believe my eyes, Sam. Did you I not? Looking, no. I even made some drawings, and to continue my research into this disgusting pastime, I asked to take part. Disgusting. Did you? Men pressing themselves up against oh. me. I felt revolting. Oh. I bet you had to self-isolate for. Hours on end afterwards. Oh, I did. I, I self-isolated myself, silly. I t- <laughs> <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, I'm talking. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about the waltz, that famously understated, unerogenous ballroom dance performed on Strictly Come Dancing slash Dancing with the Stars. Um, and yes, it was very controversial when it first came on the scene, and you, people might know a little bit about this. So, have you heard of the waltz and how controversial it was? I a, a little bit, yes. Yeah, I, I mean, it certainly raises eyebrows when I do it. <laughs> it can still be controversial, Tom. <laughs> it's mm. all about the way you perform it. Yeah, it is. Yes, with, without trousers on, um, <laughs> <laughs> and a bear. Have you? <laughs> just imagine you with no trousers on. <laughs> And a big, a big fuzzy bear head. Um, yeah. the it's really, the, it's really the it's dinosaur, the dinosaur T Rex head that does it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Have you ever come across fuzzies before? Fuzzies? Do you mean furries? Are they, well, have they got two names? Furries, fuzzies. Maybe I'm. Maybe I. Maybe they are furries. I, I, I really hope I we're talking about the same bowling. thing. Otherwise, I've just <laughs> pulled something I, I shouldn't out of the hat. <laughs> You've just pulled. You've just got pulled a full furry out your ass. Um, so I remember I went bowling a couple of years ago, and some very nerdy-looking people turned up in one of the lanes beside us. And as the night wore on, more and more furry appendages came out of their bags. Tails, yes, this is done. Yes, heads, this is. Yes. Hands. <laughs> very weird. I mean, they were very pleasant. Doing no harm to anyone, but it was well, really groomed, odd to observe. Shiny coats. <laughs> yes, yes. Their owners yeah. picked up after them. <laughs> yeah. Hung it off a tree. <laughs> yeah. Didn't make much of a mess when they were eating out of their bowls. Yeah. Where was I? Back to yes, back to the waltz. Anyway, it, it's it, it's a bit difficult to accurately describe the origin of the waltz, basically because it's dancing with someone close to you, and, and I'm sure people have been doing this since the dawn of time, back as far as. Uh, Discolithic through the Boogielithic and also during the <laughs> pelvic thrustolithic, yes, which preceded absolutely. the Bronze Age. The consensus seems to be that the dance evolved from the volta, that was popular amongst the wealthy as far back as the 16th century. That was a shocking dance. Ah, got you. Um, well done. In addition, <laughs> danger, danger, high volta. <laughs> yes. When, when we, will we touch, touch when, when we kiss. <laughs> In addition, I didn't even think of that joke. I should have, shouldn't I? There was the landler, probably, uh, that also probably influenced the waltz. And this was a very alpine dance, Sam. So it was enjoyed by lederhosen-wearing, thigh-slapping, yodeling, beer-swigging, working Germans. Good salt-of-the-earth Germans. The kind of people who like to pop out of a cuckoo clock, make a little noise and pop back in. Both of these dances were a tad controversial at the time (laughs) for the same reasons that the waltz became controversial. And I'll get onto that shortly. Louis the Thirteenth actually banned the Volta in France, and the bishops of Würzburg and Fulda issued decrees prohibiting gliding or waltzing as a result of the popularity of the Landra. Sam, Oof. 
eh? The church misers since the third century, eh? Hello, hello, hello. What's going on here then? Did I observe, sir, gliding down the pavement? Was that a surreptitious fleckle I spotted <laughs> as you were lighting the uh, sidewalk? Feeling very light-footed today, aren't we, sir? Yeah. Well, I politely Cons- remind you, good sir, that such namby-pamby waltzy cavorting is banned in here, bishopric. Consider yourself rather light-footed like the Lord himself trying to get across the, uh, across the sea, do you, sir? I see. Putting yourself up there with Jesus, are you? Hmm. Well, you know what happened to him, don't you? You know what happened to him. But I'm singing in the rain. Stop it. You'll be singing in the presence there if you don't watch yourself. Um, by the middle of the 18th century, peasants in modern-day Austria and southern Germany were dancing the waltz. Incidentally, Sam, and I think you'll like this very much, a faster version of the waltz was known in its in the Austrian German well the German language as either a Geschwindwalzer or a Gallopwalzer. A what? <laughs> Which I quite like. <laughs> a Gallopwalzer. A Geschwindwalzer or a Gallopwalzer. Gallopwalzer. Which I suppose is a very fast. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's very fast, so it is a Geschwindwalzer or a Gallopwalzer. And do you know what the Viennese waltz is called, Sam? And I think you'll like this even more. Is it the Viennese waltz? Because <laughs> I'm the pretty Wiener. sure that is its name. The Wiener waltz. The Wiener waltz. <laughs> <laughs> the Wiener waltz. My Wiener is doing a waltz. <laughs> oh, that's why it got banned. <laughs> exactly. Is that your Wiener gliding? <laughs> Is your wiener doing a little bit of a fleckle on the pavement, sir? <laughs> I do declare, your wiener appears to be foxtrotting. <laughs> Can you regain control over your wiener, please, sir, before I arrest said wiener? Your wiener appears to be dancing a maypole now. <laughs> and, uh... Is your is your wiener mocking me with its helmet, sir? Is it, is it mocking the police officer it sees before it? <laughs> I say, sir, is your wiener performing a Morris dance? Only it's covered in bells. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to go into great detail about the subtleties of the dance, the waltz, but I will say this, Sam. It was controversial because of the close body contact. It was fast also, and the fact that two individuals focused on each other, i.e. they were facing not in the whole Jesus. time. Jesus. And uh, no, no. Yeah, Room in there for a little one? No, sorry, God. <laughs> Tucking himself in between you while you're trying to watch Netflix. Mind if I step yeah. in? <laughs> You're a bit big for this, though, for God, aren't you? If you've not got anything else you could be doing right now. God's, oh. God's like a golden retriever. He kind of like, one pour up, two pour up, <laughs> sliding. As <laughs> his phone makes a noise and he silences it. Shouldn't you answer that, God? No. No, no. Shouldn't you an- Are you sure you shouldn't answer that, God? Nope. It says something about a virus, God. Are you sure? Are you sure you should be doing something? All anyway. part of my plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to work in mysterious ways. And by mysterious, I mean shitty. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yes. Sorry, before you interrupted, I would say um, so. Rather, traditional dances at the time had you interacting with the audience as much as your fellow dancers and you wouldn't in, you wouldn't be in close contact with them the, the dancers would follow a set pattern do you know when you watch a you wouldn't go and drama, grind yourself up against individual members of the audience no, no, no. That, would, <laughs> that would be uncouth <laughs> do 
John Wright. I can like that. Thank you. raunchy. Watch me twerk. This is making it really difficult to play my violin. You know, you watch a period drama, then they have these really boring looking stuffy dances where people step to the right, step to the left, step in. Yes. Boring as fucking. Well, everyone. Yeah. So that was more traditional. And um, the audience was involved as much as the dancers, whereas the Volta, you were always uh, focused very much on the person you were dancing with. In addition, uh, the Volta, in particular, had a move that involved the man touching the lady's thigh. Lord above. I know. My God, I think I just self-isolated. And I think, from having watched Strictly Come Dancing slash Dancing with the Stars, that a Volta is actually still a name of a throw, like a jump. Yes, like a, a pole, lift, like a I pole volta. Like a pole volta, yeah. I won't crack the same joke again. <laughs> um, it became popular with the young noblemen and women who were a bit tired of the stuffy old dances that their parents used to get their juices flowing. So by the end of the 18th... Who used to self So by the end of the 18th oh, century... <laughs> partly thanks to the Napoleonic Wars, it was very popular in courts throughout Europe. And now here's a chap called uh, von Gurth. Quote, von Goethe. Von, von Goethe. Von Goethe. He's, he's, he's very good at the Wiener. <laughs> the Wiener, Wein von Goethe had a very good Wiener. When the waltz commenced and the dancers whirled around each other in the giddy maze, never did I dance more lightly. I felt myself more than mortal of holding this loveliest of creatures in my arms, flying with her as rapidly as the wind, till I lost sight of every other object. Presumably because Hefty Helga, his dance partner, had just thrown her out the window like a discus. Um, but that was that was von Gruth um, describing the wonders of the waltz. However, not everyone was so delighted with the dance, Sam. Oh. Mm. A chap called Wolf published a pamphlet in 1797 called, translation obviously, Proof that waltzing is a main source of the weakness of the body and mind of our generation. Oof. Strong, strong yeah, word strong is. Strong, mm, yeah. yeah. Waltzing is a cause of all sins, according to old Wolf. Well, I, I, yeah. that sounds like the kind of title that's going to be backed up by hard scientific evidence, Tom. You know what I would do if I was around such a miser as Wolf? I'd, I'd throw him over my shoulder I'd and dance a, with him. Exactly. I would jump on the table, thrust in his face, and go, <clears throat> You're hungry like the wolf. <laughs> Give it a bit of Duran Duran. <clears throat> Um, Lord Byron wrote a very critical poem about the dance too and I would quote it at length but I'm not a big fan of poetry I find it all a bit difficult to understand try this for example quote a huge hussar looking gentleman turning round and round to a confounded seesaw up down sort of turn like two cockchafers spitted on the same bodkin I beg one's pardon (laughs) yeah exactly exactly Two cockchafers like spitted on a bodkin. Yeah, two cockchafers spitted on the same bodkin. No, not not two cock flavors found <laughs> on bodkin. And um, yes, it was really yeah, really rather. I, I I did go to the effort to finding this Lord Byron poem, and I read it. I, and I, I bet you did. I didn't understand anything about it. I just, yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't get it. Didn't understand a word. In 1833, a manual for good manners published in Britain recommended it be performed only by married women. Sam? But not married in the men. Of their own home. <laughs> Interesting. Tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Let's see a flaw in this plan. 
<laughs> I did a quick search on Project Gutenberg's website as well, which is incidentally a great resource for very, online very good resource. sources. Um, very good. And found a document called The Dance of Death from 1877, in which the author, it turns out, sarcastically criticises the vulgarity of the dance, obviously because it was considered very vulgar in London at the time, so there was the irony there. And that's a full 60 to 70 years after it was first introduced to Britain. So that's the controversial wall, Sam. Now, I did also come across, as a side note, some other interesting things in my research, which was some of the wonderful dance venues of Vienna at this time. The Apollo Dance Hall in Vienna had an artificial waterfall and a lake with swans and trees wow. all inside. Very, yeah, very... Um, like a Vegas casino. Bright light shooting on a ship, Marshall. Yes, and the <laughs> Tivoli Pleasure Gardens apparently had a dance hall looking out over Vienna. And as part of the fun... Now, I couldn't find out as much about this as I wanted to. and I, I assure you, I tried quite hard. There was apparently a toboggan for patrons. <laughs> you could turn that up have a boogie, and then go down the slide. A little bit like Paulton's Park, you know? (laughs) Put your your feet in an old sack of potatoes and slide down. Amazing. I do a bit of work for a a music company. I do some music production on the side when I'm not doing uh, this fine podcast. And we do uh, some recordings in an office sometimes, and the office has a helter-skelter going down from the boardroom into the main office. It's out of here. Get right out. It's, it's possibly one of the most hipster things I've ever seen. I was about to say, they think they're really quirky. Yes. <laughs> Do they all have beards and, swept, and their hair swept across to the side? I mean, I have a beard and hair swept <laughs> across to the side. So I feel like... I feel like I shouldn't throw are stones. You, are you wearing a check shirt as well? Yeah, no, I'm not, but I am wearing a shirt for an indie band at the moment. So we're close nice. enough. We're close enough. What indie band's that, Sam? It's a band called Public Service Broadcasting, Tom, uh, who actually, if our, our audience might quite like them, they take old public service films from the 1930s, 40s, 50s, and they put music over them. They've got some really nice stuff. Yeah, that's great. Wanker. <clears throat> um, <laughs> there's nothing more pretentious than um, saying, oh, I've got a shirt with an indie band on, and then mentioning some really unknown indie band. Because it would be cool to say... The Verve, would it? The Verve? <laughs> That's not cool. It's not cool to say a well-known indie band, is it? You've got to say, oh, you wouldn't know them. The Verve, weren't, so the Verve haven't been well-known since about 2000. <laughs> well, there was the case with the uh, Rolling Stones song a few years ago, wasn't there, that was finally settled? That's true. That's good music knowledge. <laughs> well done. Oh, you patronise me. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I feel... Oh <laughs> what was the other one that was settled recently? That was in the news a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? Oh, oh yeah, it was in Led Zeppelin or... That's right, Stairway to Heaven. Yeah. yeah. One of their old touring bands had claimed that they'd pinched it off them. Yes, that's apparently. right, and apparently they didn't. And I've got, I've got, I have no understanding. I, I can't play an instrument, so I have no idea whether or not it's similar. I actually haven't heard That's because why I, like I don't Coldplay. care. You like, you like Coldplay? I love Coldplay, Sam. I'm sorry. Really? I love Coldplay. And I know uh. people hate them. And I, I don't like Radiohead. I'm sorry. I like Coldplay and I don't like Radiohead. Truly, you are a man of contrasts. <laughs> Which is why I never, ever get invited out by musos. <laughs> well, that and you're a massive twat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to deny it. <laughs> a little from, I've got a track record. A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm a rational individual, Sam. <laughs> Look, if I behave the way I do with other people on social occasions, 
I'm going to get a reputation as a bit of a twat. <laughs> yeah. I used to get bored in Christchurch. Before we had kids, I used to get bored at social occasions and would just randomly start games of hide and seek. Uh, <laughs> I, in people's houses. Know, I would do that as well, and I'd hide at home. Uh, <laughs> count to 100, get in the car, drive off. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> We once accidentally zipped up. We once accidentally zipped up um, a lady in a little suitcase, and forgot about her after the game had finished, and she couldn't get out. <laughs> Firstly, how small was this lady? Secondly, how big was the suitcase? She was quite small. The suitcase was quite big. What are some of the other good ones? You've got to be careful when you're playing random games of hide and seek in someone's house, because what you don't want to do is, you know, accidentally sit on a dildo, do you? Well, that's true. But then, if that's the case, then you shouldn't hide in the dildo drawer. Checking my blue lines are still going. Are we good? Yeah, they're good. They're good. Beautiful, because I would not have redone that. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't worth the effort. <laughs> right, <laughs> over to you. Okay. Um... <laughs> In a prior push. This guy actually enjoyed it so much the first time round. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. The capper is a pretty nice beast, but it doesn't have a lot to say. Boom, 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 boom. The capper is a pretty nice beast. <laughs> I uh, can't go anywhere more with that. And it likes your prostate. <laughs> you made this mistake before. If you're going to ad lib a song, choose a slow, slow, slow song. I, I have made this mistake before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like one of my fa- my one of my favourites is uh, Foo Fighters? I've got another confession to make. Whenever I hear that, I follow it up with something different, like <laughs> I shat, I shat in your pillowcase. <laughs> I've got another confession to make. I've been right, eating. Uh, yeah, you was gonna say. I was gonna say. I've been eating your Rolos. Are <laughs> we gonna go down the road over as well? I'll do another one for you. I've got another confession to make. I've been slowly eating all of your baby bells and then just shoving the red baby bell wrappers back inside the last baby bell, so there's nothing in there but a big <laughs> blob of clay and wax. Perfect. <laughs> so, look. What was that? What were they? What were those little characters from the art show from Art Attack? Um, um, Morph and Morph and Mindy. That's one. no, that no, it wasn't. <laughs> Nadine no, that was something very different. Yeah, Morph. Yeah, so it's like a little cheesy Morph. Yeah, I used to do that. I used to make little characters out of baby bell wrappers and try and little yeah. do little stop motion animations with them. Oh yeah, when I was like a tiny little kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah when you didn't have any friends. Yeah, um, <laughs> when I was in my first phase of self isolation. <laughs> yeah. Which lasted for, ooh, the 90s. <laughs> anyway, well, Tom, I've gone down a route of moving things today rather than moving people. In fact, I've gone specifically for moving mail and the story of one particularly badass woman, a woman called Mary Stagecoach Fields. That wasn't her middle name, was well, it? Well, I was going to say, that's obviously a nickname and not just a great case of uh, nominative, deter- nominative determinism. Yeah, like Sam... Podcast wanker. <laughs> yeah, or Tom, stay at home dad. <laughs> Tom, I wouldn't have a surname. I don't do anything. No. <laughs> Merely Tom. I have no self worth. The personal trainer formerly known as Tom. So yes, Mary Stagecoach Fields, who is, I think she's relatively, relatively well known in the US, but she's Pretty cool, so I thought I'd talk about her anyway. Now, Mary was a badass for all kinds of reasons, but mostly 
because she was the bodybuilding, gun-toting, bar-fighting, hard-drinking, effing and blinding first ever black woman to drive a US postal stagecoach. I was about to say, I, I was moments before, I was about to say, is this to do with civil rights? No. Um, <laughs> oh, okay, fine. But she just happened to be black. Sorry, okay. No, she, she just happened to be black and a badass. She was an absolute beast. She was the male woman you wouldn't want to mess with. And the male woman that everybody loved. Aww. That's nice. <laughs> so uh, Mary was born a slave in Tennessee in 1832 and was freed in 1865 with the end of the Civil War. So for the first 33-odd years of her life, she was a slave. Uh, she travelled around the country. Good start. Good start, yeah. So, and you, were only- complaining, you were complaining about your modelling. <laughs> the only way is up. Yeah. So she travelled on riverboats for a bit, working as a cook and laundrette. She worked for a judge for a while, and then when his wife died, she took the family's five children to live with their aunt, who was a nun, a mother superior, called Mary Amadeus, which is a great nun's name. It's a great, that is a great nun's name. It's a great nun's name, suitably threatening. <laughs> Amadeus. Amadeus, Amadeus, Jesus, Amadeus. Shortly afterwards, in 1884, Amadeus was sent to Montana to open up a school for Native American girls and quickly came down with pneumonia there. Ah, gutted. (laughs) (laughs) See, sometimes goes the other way, doesn't it? Ouch. How does that feel? (laughs) That's what the Native Americans were thinking. (laughs) Oh, little touch of smallpox, have you? Hmm. Fields rushed to her rescue and uh, once she'd recovered, she stayed on as the forewoman of the school and convent. She learnt how to repair buildings, so she did a lot of building work. She did the painting and decorating, she raised livestock for the school and uh, learnt to hitch wagons to haul loads to and from town. So she was pretty good with the manual labour. She's basically the janitor from The Simpsons. Yeah, pretty much. She was Willy. Willy, yeah. Willy, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, but a black female Willy. <laughs> <laughs> No. <laughs> that joke doesn't work to any of our American listeners. <laughs> so, yes. So she got a reputation as being a fierce handler of horses and even fiercer in, in a fight. This was helped by her physical appearance. She was, uh, frankly, a bit of a tank. She was built like an Eastern European shop putter, looking at photos of her. And around... Oh, really? Let's have a look. But without, without all of the... Uh... Hormonal assistance. Yeah, so without massive amounts of growth um, hormone. Stagecoach. Uh, Mary Stagecoach Peters. Fields. 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 She was about five foot ten as well. Looking at the photos of her, which was as tall, or actually quite a bit taller than most of the men at the time. And the nuns of this quiet and peaceful convent were apparently absolutely terrified of her. <laughs> they were t- especially when she seemed to be holding a gun the whole time. No, well, yeah, she did. She she was armed and dangerous. She was very Second Amendment. They were terrified of her. They were terrified of her ability to swear like a sailor at anyone who walked on her freshly cut lawn or freshly mopped floors. And oh, she sounds great. <laughs> she does. Well, after a long trip one day, apparently one of the nuns um, asked if they could get her anything, and she reportedly ordered a large whiskey and a cigar, <laughs> which <laughs> for a woman in a convent is pretty badass. She just sounds like bloody Clint Eastwood, didn't she? She was. She was a bit Clint Eastwood. Well, actually, Black she was female Clint Eastwood. Yeah, well, she was. She became one of the one of the great folk heroes of the wild west or the late west but whilst the nuns had a grudging admiration for her the kids at the school were completely baffled by this woman and they gave her the slightly offensive nickname white crow based on the fact that she wasn't a white woman uh, but behaved very much like one and one schoolgirl wrote in an essay that 
Fields, quote, drinks whiskey and swears, is a Republican, and that all makes her a low and foul creature. <laughs> Which I quite liked. Drinks whiskey, swears, is a Republican, and therefore a low and foul creature. Great nun. Superb nun. One of the best. <laughs> Amazingly, she lasted at school for about ten years until the bishop eventually had to fire her uh, for getting into an armed argument with a janitor and drawing her gun on him. <laughs> Get off my land. Nuns with guns, right. Tom. Nuns with guns. Sounds like a good film. It does sound like a great film, doesn't it? With uh, with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. I was just thinking. And Clint Eastwood. Sister Act 3. <laughs> Sister Act 2, Independence Day. <laughs> Sister Act of the Second, Amendment. Gospel according to Smith and Wesson. Yeah. So, so anyway, she got fired by the bishop for drawing her gun on a janitor, and just on his forehead, just, just with a biro. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just doodling, doodling absentmindedly <laughs> on the back of his head. Uh, that on your forehead is my gun. <laughs> <laughs> you have very just good representation. Just I been pwned. <laughs> Get it? I drew my gun on you. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Or unless she drew her gun whilst riding around on his shoulders, in which case she drew her gun whilst on him. Yes, drew his gun. Yes, yes, I see what you get. Yes. All the English language. Oh, isn't it wonderful and dull and edited out? She quickly opened up a restaurant which went bust a year later because she gave free meals to anyone who couldn't pay. She was very generous, despite being a bit of a bruiser. And then, at the ripe old age of 63... And bearing in mind this is the 19th century, so they're pretty old by the standards of the time, she got a job as a star route carrier for the US Postal Service. Now, the star routes were routes which the Postal Service subcontracted out because they were either considered too expensive or too dangerous to run themselves. So they are... Too goddamn dangerous. Too goddamn dangerous. We need someone to run this line and we just don't know who it could be. Stagecoach Fields. She's in retirement, but (laughs) we can ask her. She's the best goddamn railroad person in the world. If you know which nunnery to find her in, if you've got a letter that needs delivering, then you could call the nun team. Yes. Uh, so the star routes were the Z routes, which the Postal Service found was either too dangerous or too expensive to run themselves. So it was the ones that were full of bandits. Too goddamn too expensive. Goddamn dangerous and too goddamn expensive. <laughs> Do the whole thing again. No, we're not doing the whole thing again. So they were, they were the ones where the roads were bad. You're not editing this bit out. <laughs> the I'll weather finish. was bad. I am editing this bit out. And. <laughs> Sorry, carry on, Sam. <laughs> Thank That's definitely getting edited. Thank you. <laughs> if it was in any doubt before. Uh, so, you know the stagecoaches in Spaghetti Westerns? Those were... God damn, do I know them, I oh, Shut up. Those were the star routes. Are you drunk? No. Have you been at home for a week on your own? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So these are the routes that were dangerous, they were dirty, and they were badly paid. It was a terrible, terrible job. Applicants had to be able to repair a shattered wagon wheel in the middle of nowhere, they had to be able to fight off bandits, and they had to do it all on a schedule. As part of their contract, they had to leave a... (laughs) You are going to have bandits at five past four, and if you don't fight them off in three minutes flat, we are not going to get our post. You cannot make that joke and and then not do a bandits on your six joke. Come on now. 
What's a bandits on your six? Ah, oh, from like dog fighting films and World War Two. Oh, no, I haven't heard that phrase. Ah, oh, come in, Chibat, come in, Chibat. You've got bandits on your six. Jerry coming down from on high. Ah, oh, nine, got in here, man. Ah, my Messerschmitt is on fire. You know. Schneider, Schneider, Schnell and Schnell. Schneider, Schnell. That's right, boys. Let's get back to base. Uh-huh. Let's get back to base to go and uh, pat our racially and sensitively named dog. <laughs> so, so yes, they had to operate on a schedule, which meant that they had to leave a bond with the post office. And every time they were late, cash got docked off this, this bond. Not again. <laughs> I've got no money left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually operating in reverse. I'm so late, the post office is now paying me. <laughs> As anyone who knows the US Postal Service will know is pretty much how it works. <laughs> Why is it always me that I should be left back at the beach to pay the money, Mrs. Moneypenny? That's the bond that got left at them. Back at the station. Good. Good. Bond. That was Sean Connery. Was that Sean Connery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So, uh <laughs> Moving very swiftly on with the story. There's, pun. There, was, uh, there was a lot of potential there. We'll come back to that one. <laughs> do it again. We'll, re- we'll redo that, but better. Do you want to do that again? Do you want to do it again now? All right, you say it, and I'll do it again. Okay. Okay, so they had to leave a bond with the postal service, which would get cash docked off it for poor service. Why is it always me that has to be left behind? Not, not again, Mish Money Penny. That's my... <laughs> Why is he coming out like fucking Yogi, <laughs> Yogi Bear? <laughs> Oh, this is way better. We can't do this one. <laughs> oh, boo boo. <laughs> Miss Money Penny, she just took two dollars from my picnic biscuit. <laughs> no, Mr. Bun, I expect you to eat this jelly sandwich. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, do Sean Curry again. That was good. Go on, try it. Say that no. would be splendid, Mrs. Money Penny. Come on. <laughs> That will be splendid, Miss Moneypenny. It's not not much better. That'll be splendid, Miss Moneypenny. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> That'll be splendid, Miss Moneypenny. There we go. I knew there was some comedy gold in there somewhere. Not where I was expecting it from, but we found it. <laughs> and thus we can move on. Fortunately for Mary, she could hitch up six horses faster than anyone else who applied for the job. And, uh, and also could ride like the absolute blazes. So in 1895, she won the Cascade County contract for Central Montana. Boom, yeah, goddamn. Carrying the mail in an old coach which was donated by her old friend, Mother Mary Amadeus. So presumably had a great big statue of Jesus on the back from some kind of parade. So <laughs> yeah. Jesus took the reins. At the power of God behind it. Absolutely. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And she was an absolute badass, Tom. She rode over muddy roads. She rode through terrible snowdrifts in all weathers. When things got too bad, she would uh, either hitch up her faithful old mule, Moses, and walk with him over the mountains, or she would even... Over, over her shoulders? Yes. Yeah, well, she would literally sling all of the mail from the coach over her back and snowshoe it across the mountains if she needed to. Bear in mind, this wasn't just letters. This was goods. This was crates, parcels, cash, uh, occasional rich passengers, and dainty ladies screaming "Oh my!" as the <laughs> oh, as the will. bandits try and carry her <laughs> off. All of that in one bag over her shoulders over the mountains. I'm so happy. 
helpless. I can't do anything apart from be helpless. <laughs> I do declare, why am I being carried by an enormous woman over this mountain? <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, she was, and bear in mind, she was. God damn, <laughs> we've got a dainty woman, and she's stuck in a snowdrift. What are we God gonna do? Damn, there's only there's only one person who can get her out on that. There's only one person strong enough and with a foul enough voice. To... Well, she's retired. Why well, do you go get her and you tell her she's the only person we know who can do this? <laughs> well, quite. It's gonna be like Rambo. No, oh, I was thinking cliffhanger. Ah, oh, good. Also, good good choice. Film. So yeah, she would she would carry it by hand. She would hike over that mountain in snowdrifts. In fact, in her eight years on the trail, she was never late once, not one day. Bear in mind that by the time she quit, she was in her seventies. She always wow. carried two guns, a rifle for seeing off threats at a distance, and a pistol for getting up close and personal. Um, and which again, they don't like it up and <laughs> they don't like it up in Captain Mannering. And there are lots of uh, fairly apocryphal stories of her. Uh, using her guns, seeing off bandits, shooting people. Apparently once she even saw off a pack of wolves with her revolver when they got too close. She uh, got up close and personal with an entire pack of wolves. (laughs) Bounce, you little bastard. I'm going to make you squeal like a doggy. Uh, so these stories probably aren't true, but the Wild West loves a, loves a tale. And she certainly did carry two guns around with her. There's, there's plenty of photos of her uh, packing heat, so to speak. However, whilst her mail round was very, was very good, she was very good at the moving side of things, uh, it wasn't all plain sailing because she got into a shit ton of bar fights in her time. <laughs> if you don't, incidentally, Sam, if you haven't written your own version of She'll Be Coming Round the Mountain When She Comes... I'll be very disappointed. I haven't. I will endeavour to write one and edit it in right about it. Perfect. now. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes with the mail. She'll be coming round the mountain when she comes with her gun. She'll be coming round the mountain, blowing up the mountain, coming round the mountain when she comes. Da 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 Mary Stagecoach Fields! God damn. So, yes, in true A-team uh, action movie sporting montage style, she frequently got into bar fights with uh, with men from the town of Cascade, which being two inches taller than most of them and built like an absolute brick shit house, she usually won. <laughs> but most of the people of Cascade absolutely loved her. On her days off, she babysit for the kids of the town, and every year on her birthday, the schools would all close so the kids could go out and play with her after she literally carried the coach and six horses on her back over the mountain. <laughs> And she finally retired in 1903 at the age of 71. And uh, as a reward for all of her hard work, she never had to buy a drink or a meal in Cascade again. Bearing in mind that she died in 1914 of liver failure, so she took full fucking advantage of that offer. <laughs> she could she could drink. So yeah, she never had to pay for a drink or meal again, presumably because all the restaurateurs were fucking scared shitless of her. In fact, when a law was passed by the state of Montana which banned women from drinking in bars... She was specifically excluded from it by local ordinance. <laughs> so, so not only were they scared, they were they were scared to make her pay for their drinks. So they were certainly scared to ban her from the bars. Oh, yeah, exactly to prevent her from drinking. Crikey. Christ, do you think she's angry when she's drunk? Jeez. <laughs> so yeah, she eventually died in 1914 at the age of 81, having lived as a slave in the South, a janitor, a nun of sorts uh, america's first black woman stagecoach driver in the frozen north and actually she was only the second female stagecoach driver overall absolute legend in the west a bit of a badass and a great mover 
There you go, yeah, Tom. I see what you did. There it is. There's the link because she was moving things. Great. That is an interesting story. That is yeah, a good one, and I hadn't heard it before. She's cool, isn't she? Yeah, I think she's great. <laughs> I'd give her a cuddle. I would give her a cuddle too. And a scotch. Probably in that order. I think she'd probably take it as a threat if I tried to give her a cuddle after the scotch. <laughs> See the red mist. Have we, have we had any audience... I'm just thinking, did we skip audience messages? We did, but that's because the audience messages that we've had this week have all been suggestions for topics. So I thought we could okay. we could move it to the end. And I've got, oh, I've got a couple of options for you, Tom. Let me bring up Twitter. Oh, well, you had some messages on Twitter Let as well, because I don't, I don't really see those we messages. We have messages on Twitter, yes, with that underscore was underscore genius on Twitter. So do get in touch with us there. Christian W suggested that we should do Daredevils. Good idea. Which is a great idea. And we had a couple of other people who I think they're, they're on Podbean, I think they wrote to us possibly facebook who suggested we do pandemics we had a couple of different people uh doing pandemics mm. which i don't know i kind of i feel like we should escape from that i do as well i feel like I, we should escape I, from that i think we should try and avoid that sorry guys. And mango man on podbean also suggested that we do uh we do trash or waste as a topic that's a good one yeah we've got sidekick still in the back pocket as well yeah although i thought that might be a slightly tricky one to do we could okay let's let's throw it open it's gentleman's choice you choose do we do trash, daredevils, or sidekicks next week? Daredevils. Daredevils, good choice. I thought you'd probably go for that. <laughs> daredevils, it is. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure we'll we'll tackle the other ones at some point. So uh, so don't be too disappointed. But uh, congratulations, Christian W. I think that's going to be very very fun good option yeah good 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 choice good suggestion right on that note if you want to get in touch with us you can we're that was geniuscast at gmail.com if you want to pop us an email with your comments or suggestions we're also on facebook uh that was genius podcast we're on instagram at that was genius and we are on twitter at that underscore was underscore genius right i think it's probably bedtime isn't it <laughs> it's quarter past nine you yeah, you've, what have you been doing all day? It feels so much later than it is. <laughs> it's because you've been wanking all day. Well, <laughs> self-isolating. Self, just self-isolating. Uh, and on that note, <laughs> I think it's time that we say goodbye for another week. We've uh, keep keeping a safe social distance. Right, Tom, say goodbye. 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 Bye, everyone. <laughs>